You ready? Do you need a clicky pen? What if we get you a, a capped pen? I know you. Let's what? get you a nice capped pen. Take away his clicky, clicky pen. Give me a, and the knife. He doesn't need the knife. Is that it? <laughs> Hold on, stop. All right, go. No, it's too much pressure. Oh, I, no, you don't do it right. It's like, I, 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 oh, I, 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 oh, I. Right? You turned innocent. Yeah. There you go. Why? <laughs> okay, that's a good start. Hello and welcome to episode 68 of the Destroy the Brain podcast. I'm Andy Treffenbach. I'm Niles Maddox. I'm Rin Maddox. Today we're going to be talking about PG, Psycho Goreman. A little late, a little late, but hey, we're here. Yay! <laughs> it's like the saddest roll call in the world. Nobody's heard from us in the past two months and this is what we're giving you. <sighs> it's going to be a blast. No, it is going to be a blast. We're going to have fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were just all recovering from Jeremy's Hallmark Massacre uh, back in December. Hope everybody is done with 2020. You are, because it's 2021. Yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> I was okay with it. Yeah, you, you were fine. I <laughs> preferred to miss that. <laughs> um, I'm sure everybody did. Uh, ooh, no. I'm sure somebody got enjoyment out of it, Jeremy. Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so some news. Uh, our Twitter got hacked. Cool. So don't follow us on Twitter yet, but uh, hopefully it will be fixed this week. By by dog coins? Yeah, doge coins. <laughs> Doggy coins. Like some sort of, all I saw were like right before Twitter suspended the account were a whole bunch of replies with hashtag doge and like some number sequence. So I have no clue. I was informed last night that hashtag Doge is just something people put on things because it's like trending right now. Well, so you can like post a picture oh, yeah. of your mac and cheese delight dinner. But I don't know what the number sequence is. It's a code. Mm. Hack the system. Let's get the cipher out. All right. Well, yeah, we've been playing Hunt a Killer. So yeah, we could do it. We knocked out like two episodes in one day last week. Yeah. That was a that was awesome. It was a long your, day. Got to use your noggin. We're not sponsored by Hunter Killer. They don't want to sponsor us, but we could be though if they wanted uh, to. No, we. I, I've already tried. Oh well, they don't, they don't love us. Mm. They specifically said fuck no. Well, then in that case, you guys should be better on your quality control. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know, etchings on compasses that tell us the goddamn key to everything. Right. <laughs> We're just going. Fucking insane because we can't figure out why we're so stupid. <laughs> Turns out we're not stupid. We're just missing clues. I think part of it is because I was a first backer of that game. So I get the shit like before anybody else does, it seems. You get that like uh, it seems beta like test, a- but like alpha yeah. test. <laughs> yeah, beta. It's like the- I, get, I get the packages like two weeks before other people do. So of course, like... My concern is if I open up a box and something's missing, I'm not going to find out for like two more weeks. Yeah. So it sucks. But whatever. It, that hasn't been the case. It, it has actually been fun. If you're interested in it, 
I would I would recommend it. I mean, it's thirty bucks a box. <laughs> That's the only problem. But if you have friends over, you could like split the cost. I don't ask. Why I would say do it, I, I'm impressed. Thanks, on how, I'm impressed by how challenging it is every time. It's something a little different. Um, I would say the quality is great, but like not if you're missing pieces. There's been a couple of pieces. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's something if you're going to go in a group and like everybody kind of chips like five bucks yeah. and you can get enough people in. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it'd be a blast. Okay. So you guys are going to start chipping. Up. No. Oh, cool. Neat. <laughs> I'll make you more cookies. Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> now just brings more beer. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll do it. And, and drink said beer. Yeah. <laughs> Plus your beer. <laughs> and then asks you if we can order some chicken wings later. Just want a chicken sandwich. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like we do need to do a little bit of a catch up since we've been gone so long. Anything interesting before we get into what we've been watching? Uh, me and my wife got COVID. That was cool. Yeah. I've just been like, you know, like normal seasonal depression is like sad. Okay. Right. It's like literally sad. Yes. But like. Sorry, I'm laughing. I think this round of seasonal depression is just like big sad because it's just like guess well, it's what? very amplified right right it's like but guess I, what you still can't like see people at a normal capacity i yeah. just want all i want okay just listen i just want to spend an obnoxious amount of time on my makeup to go hang out with my friends at a bar just to drink like two drinks and then be like I'm ready to go home. That's all I fucking want. I want to be able to wear lip gloss. It's 11. And I want people to see it. I, I want And I don't even care if they acknowledge it. I just want to be cute in public. Yeah, I want That's to be forced to go places, so I want to go back home. That's what I miss. Right? Like, ah, shit. <laughs> I have to go do this one thing, but then I can pretend and just get home at the, you know, like. Like when we went and saw Slipknot and we left before Slipknot actually played on stage because we wanted to go eat Taco Bell in bed in our <laughs> underwear while watching a DVD of Slipknot instead. <laughs> Really? This happened? Yeah. Yes, it was a great day. I mean, granted, I got free tickets, so I wasn't like, it's not like I forked out money. We were on the lawn. Like, it wasn't like the best, I, whatever. I've seen them multiple times, so I wasn't like, I don't know. It wasn't going to break me if I, we just literally, well, I, was, yeah. I was hungry and I wasn't about to pay like $20 for a, like a hamburger. It, what was this for? I forget. Uh, It was one of the, it was just a tour. And my sister, because my sister Who was opened? For, was it Gojira? No, 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 no. It was a bunch of like, uh, like screamo type bands. Oh, okay. I think Motionless and White. Motionless and White was one of them. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, it just it wasn't a great concert, anyways, and was free. Uh, We were hungry, and I was, you know, fuck it, let's just go, let's go get Taco Bell, and then we got home, and we had a few beers already, so you know, let's throw on the Slipknot DVD. (laughs) It was just like being. It was just like being at the concert. <laughs> but in an air-conditioned right. soft bed. Eating Taco Bell. No, I, I do miss live shows. Um, yeah. The, the good thing, I guess, about quarantine is that bands are trying to figure out how they do live streams. So, like, uh, a couple of local bands, like Fister, played the live stream that was yeah, pretty dope. I should hopefully be getting that Blu-ray soon. Oh, oh yeah, that's cool. Not local band who did something fun was Twin Temple. They did oh, like yeah. a Krampus knocked like puppeteer show. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah. Um I only saw pictures or no, I saw a video clip of it. Wait, is that available on YouTube? Like in I have full? no idea. I know that the actual live event was a ticketed event. Oh, okay. 
that could explain why I only saw clips then. Because yes. I saw some of that, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I never, I guess I forgot about it, but... Looked pretty neat. Yeah. Well, I'll look into it. I'm sure it's available somehow. I'm like, Karen, maybe oh. you just donate a little bit of money. What have you been watching? Uh Oh, we're just going to jump right into it. Okay. Uh, stuff and things. Hold on. Uh, before we get started into what we've been watching, let's go over some of our social stuff. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash destroy the brain, Instagram at destroy the brain, and Twitter eventually at destroy the brain. Right now it might say the Tesla Foundation as our name. <laughs> And our account is suspended, but hopefully that will be fixed this week. It might already be fixed by the time this episode comes out. Who knows? But um, you Did can we also- get hacked by Elon Musk? Is that what's going on That's here? what I'm saying. Like, they all replied with Doge. So uh, I, I not only no is it happened. all the hot topics he's talking about, <laughs> it's like hashtag Doge, hashtag Tesla, yeah. hashtag Kim K and Kanye are getting divorced. Yeah, Hashtag bless. Thank God. Yeah. Love Elon Musk. (laughs) How did you spend almost $30 at Taco Bell? Oh, well, that was because it was both of us. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) I owed him. I owed him. That's fair. Um, Yeah. So anyway, uh, you could also find us on our Facebook group that we barely post to. Facebook.com slash groups slash DTB podcast. Also, I've been kind of entertaining an option of hosting a Discord. But that's TBD. But Oh, my God. That was good, Ren. I hate myself. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, So if that's something that might strike your fancy, uh, leave us a comment in our group on Facebook or, you know, on our page or whatever. We might actually post something. We are super lonely. Yeah, we're we're kind of, guys, we need to talk. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so we got like two months of bullshit that we watched, right? Um, Yeah. So I got to go over some of the highlights, I guess. Uh, Horror-wise, so I I will say I watched Jaws 5, Cruel Jaws, which highlight is questionable, I guess. But I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it was memorable. It was very memorable. Tell us about it. Lots of horrible day for night scenes. Uh, so this was recently put out by Severn Films. And uh, if you got in, I, I don't know if they still have the slipcase. If it matters to you, you can actually get it with the title of Jaws 5. But uh, Jaws 5 is, I'll be honest, it structurally, the story really isn't there. But it borrows so much from other movies that it kind of makes it interesting and if you throw in a Hulk Hogan impersonator from Florida, it makes it a little even more palatable. Wait, Hulk Hogan's not from Florida? Uh, well, oh, he does seem like a Florida man. He might be a Florida man. He is Florida man. He is He is Florida man. Mega Florida man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's this guy that I guess was a Hulk Hogan impersonator, and they just asked him, hey, you want to be in this movie? And he said, yeah, hell yeah, brother. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They brother. said, hey, brother. Was it Sir Bourbon Commando, like, four? <laughs> Did you say Sir Bourbon? Sir Bourbon. Sir Bourbon. Anyway, so the, there's not a lot to this movie. It's pretty much the plot of Jaws, but what's funny about it is uh, shots are stolen. So this is directed by Bruno Mattei. If you're not familiar with Bruno Mattei or any of his other pseudonyms that now I've forgotten because he's got so goddamn many um he is a low budget italian filmmaker that 
still made movies into the 90s. Mind you, they were kind of shot on video. Uh, Severin's got those also available through their Intervision label. But it's basically the plot of Jaws. There's dialogue that is directly ripped off of Jaws. So, like, not to interject, but I don't know how much you can really change the plot of Jaws because yeah. where else do you find sharks no, other than, like, the ocean and but fucking sea world? It's the mission. It's like, oh, these kids were found dead and we got to go hunt down the shark. That's, I mean, it's when I say identical, that's the identical part of it. But then there's, like, a disabled kid, the Hulk Hogan impersonator, a guy that's ripping off the dialogue of Hooper from Spielberg's Jaws. And some horrible day for night sh- shots that are like really kind of almost eye hurting, um, but it's a lot of fun with a few beers. So I I would recommend checking it out maybe on the free if it's like available on Shutter or something. Um, maybe don't buy a Blu-ray on it because it's hard, it's hard to recommend this. How much? What's the price point on that? I'm sure it's like twenty or twenty five bucks. Yeesh. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like <laughs> things are getting more expensive nowadays. Sounds and, expensive. You know, we aren't in the best of financial times as a society, so it's hard for me to recommend a twenty-five dollar Blu-ray of a film that's yeah, like it's, it's fun with it's, drinks. It's definitely not streaming. So yeah, that would be. Uh, hopefully, Prime will pick it up eventually. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, some of the Severn stuff shows up on like Tubi and whatnot, so you might get lucky. But I, I thought it was interesting enough to talk about. Just because I, I, I believe, you know, there was a decent amount of people that were kind of interested on it. Um, Niles, you want to go next since Rune's cracking one? Yeah, up? sure. Um, actually, so obviously it has been snowing. Oh, has it? <laughs> it's been a, a frosty wonderland the last couple of weeks. Um, and I noticed a movie that I hadn't checked out that I saw Andy post about called a uh, ghost keeper Ooh. from 1981 and uh I, the cover looked interesting so I, and i i realized that it was like a snow themed kind of movie so we had already watched the thing and the shining so why not get down to ghost keeper <laughs> i've been kind of waiting on the shining i want to do the shining and doctor sleep together hmm. i didn't like doctor sleep so i don't no. think anybody did no he did i thought it was pretty good yeah he loved it I don't know if I love it. Was it was the best movie I had ever. Pro- oh, wow. Okay. American Ghost Keeper. American Horror Story presents oh, The God. Shining. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, Ghost Keeper. Uh, basically, it's a Shining knockoff. Uh, <laughs> this trio, which doesn't make any sense. So you got like a boyfriend-girlfriend dynamic, and then you have this third-party girl who's like, she's fun and freewheeling. Like... And basically, the boyfriend is like hitting on her like the entire movie. Well, I think he's drawn to her sexual press. Why is she there? Yeah, no, 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 no. That's the thing. Like, whose friend is it? Well, it's not the girl's friend. Is it just the boys? I thought it was the girl's. Absolutely. She doesn't talk to her like twice. Uh So, like, literally, it's like, hey, I'm going to bring my girlfriend and then this pretty girl. That I'm interested in because she talks about. She tells us a story about her professor. Oh, yeah. The old in and out. Oh, God. But anyways, so it's this odd dynamic of these three people on snowmobiles just traveling through, uh, I don't even know where it is. It's Canada. Yeah, yeah, it's Canadian. Canadia. Um, Oh, Canadia. But they they stumble upon the Deer Lodge, literally called the Deer Lodge, 
It is no Stanley Hotel. Right. No, no. no. Uh, there's an old lady. She basically runs this hotel that's like abandoned for who knows how long. And I, I don't know. There's something about a Wendigo. What is it? Wendigo. Wendigo. Yeah, there's a quote from the Wendigo at the yes. beginning, but it really doesn't get tied into it. I feel like, so I, I came in when he was watching like the tail end of this movie. Yeah. I did not watch this movie with him, but from what I saw of the Wendigos, it didn't really follow actual mythology. Oh, I have no idea why they even call it. Basically, right. what, it, what it really reminded me of was, was Texas Chainsaw, because it's like this like monster that's, or actually the Goonies. It reminds me, it was Sloth in the Basement. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Pretty, he's like, We were waiting for the Fertility Brothers. Correct. Yes. Yeah. The entire time. Because this place was Which, abandoned too. Uh, kind of in there with the mom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does one of them sing opera? No. No, no. And yeah, none of them are Robert Davy or Joey Pants. Uh so the good thing about this, it's it's the the atmosphere is like gorgeous. The it's all nice fireplace scenes and it's very thick. Very thick and lots of real snow. It's really cold. Their the breath is going the entire time. Lots of fun snowsuits. Right. I don't know. I had a it's good time a very with it. Canadian film. It's slow. It is very slow. But I enjoyed it. Like, it was freezing outside. There's literally icicles in my windows. I'm like, perfect. This yeah. is it. No, it, it is one of those movies that I think works very well if you're snowed in. Correct. Which we've, we were. We've got a man killer on our back porch right now. <laughs> I saw the pictures. That thing, I'm scared. that icicle is like bigger than my arm. <laughs> if it falls, someone's dying. I, I think you need to take care of it. It's going to take care of somebody. It's real thick. <laughs> it's real thick. I think you need to knock it down for safety concerns. I kind of want to see how big it'll get. <laughs> okay. That's for sure. Ghost Keeper <laughs> is available on Prime as well. That is correct. Okay. Thank you. Rian? Oh, Rin's red. Rin is ready. My cold one has been cracked open. Thank you. Um, Recently... I had a movie night with one of my BFFs, my actual BFF, 15 years going strong. We met in middle school. It was weird, but it's fine. We're here. Um, she loves birds. So we decided to break out our Alfred Hitchcock collection and watch The Birds, which I had never seen. Apparently, Annie and Niles had both seen it as young children and had been slightly traumatized by it. I always thought it was like a ridiculous concept for a movie, but I was like, whatever, it's a classic. It's not birdemic. Right, right. It's got to be worth Which something. Which I upgraded the Blu-ray. I'm so glad I watched this movie because it's such a slow burn and it's just like this insidious growth and... Niles kept bringing up the whole time we were watching it. Man, if you didn't know the title of this movie, you would have no idea like what's about to happen. I enjoyed this movie. Um, I was very surprised by some of the graphics that were used. It was a little more intense than I anticipated for this era, but it was enjoyable. Uh, I will say that it made me slightly paranoid leaving my own home and hearing, quote, distant cawing. Yeah. If you watch this movie with the subtitles, you just see a lot of <laughs> distant cawing like, and brackets. Like you walk out the door, you hear like, ah! and then all of a sudden you're just like, I'm putting on my sunglasses immediately. Like, <laughs> Get in the they, car. They are not going to gut my eyes out. No fucking way. Get the children. <laughs> I We, so... Yeah, this this winter season, we've decided to take advantage finally and cut open our Alfred Hitchcock box. We've been working our way through it, 
And actually watching Psycho and then The Birds, we actually did a double feature, basically, because mm. we did Night to Night. Um, they're very similar movies because they're both like his most horrendous movies. And they both have a very long drawn in intro that's all just relationship based. It's not and like, when you say horrendous, you don't mean like the quality gory, just yeah. just horrific is pro- maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. When you said horrendous, I'm like, what? You think these are bad? No, I meant like well in the, the utter movie. display of just violence and whatever. And, and I know it's because he's progressing, uh, you know, and, and it's getting into like close to the 70s territory where he really started just taking advantage of foil exploitation kind of stuff. Yeah. And we talked about that. Like, that's my blind spot with Hitchcock. Yeah. And I am as well. We haven't finished that last disc, which is like four movies I've never seen. So. Torn um, Curtain Frenzy. No, oh, we watched Torn Curtain. You did watch Torn Curtain. It's Topaz, Topaz uh, Family, Family Plot, Plot um, Frenzy, and something else. And I don't remember what no. it is. Anyways, but it, yeah, it's been nice going through it. But yeah, both those movies are very similar when they have a long intro where if you didn't know the title of the movie or what's happening in the movie, the, hey, Psycho could have been a movie about a girl who was... Running away from you know stealing a bunch of money, right? Like, and then the could birds could have been, have been like Vegas or bust. About, <laughs> uh, you know, she's just Vegas trying to get out bust. of town with the cash. You know, a romantic. It could have been a romantic rom com. You know, the birds could have turned into a nice like New England set rom com. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Overall, I'm very happy that I watched the movie. Finally, I didn't just like brush it off as something that was like an artsy old film. Last time I saw it was at the High Point with Tippi Hendren doing a Q and A. That so sounds awesome. It was fucking sold out. If you remember the High Point, 400 seats were full. It I think she was insane. in a few of his movies, wasn't she? Yeah, and was she in the Torn Curtain one? What was she in? Uh, or maybe Dial M for Murder? Maybe no. She was in one movie. She was in one. Uh, so. She has, I'm not going to tell the story, but she does have some quote unquote interesting stories about Hitchcock. Oh, I bet. I mean, I feel like every leading lady does. So Hitchcock did love his blondes and was, you know, uh, let's just say uh, cancel culture would probably come after him. Ruin him. Gobble him right up. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, yeah, The Birds is a phenomenal film. I think it's... um, it's one I saw really young for the first time as well. Oh, she was also in Marnie. That was Marnie, his other yeah. movie. That I was going to say she's, she's, right. she has been in more one, than one, but that was a that was a it's heavy a, one. It's on the, dark. Yeah, it's dork. Um, okay, cool. The beards is that available on streaming anywhere? I have no idea. Let uh, me uh, Niles. I'll use my Niles. <laughs> hey Niles, ask Niles. Like I'll X, use them like Alexa. Cheese. So, like, I know you guys were grown adults when it's I was a child. It's not streaming. Yeah. Okay. But you remember Ask Jeeves Kids? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> he used to help me with my vocabulary homework. Uh, don't worry. 1994's Birds 2 Lands In is also not streaming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, darn. I, I still want to see that. I just found out that existed. I'm sure it'll just be a... right. that, that just happened right now. I'm, I didn't I'm sure. know that was a thing. Oh, you really? were today years old. Today years old when the lands... <laughs> Lands in. You can like stream the polos? It. So you can stream 1963's The Birds on DirecTV if you have that, but yeah. Uh, Birds 2. I, I feel like Yana mentioned that. Or Jeremy, maybe. I believe Jeremy would bring that up. Yeah. I mean, I know about it because I saw it in, it, it was an MCA Universal Home Video direct-to-video 
sequel. Or actually, it might have even played on Showtime. I forget. But anyway. So on Schitt's Creek. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I'm watching by myself in the mornings while Niles is still asleep. The... One of the main characters is kind of roped into doing this shitty horror franchise that's all based on crows. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's like the third one in the franchise, and okay. it's being shot in Bosnia, and it's just like a shit show, and the director's not taking it seriously. It's pretty funny <laughs> because it's just poking fun of like this entire culture that we all just eat up like soup. <laughs> um, Birds 2, by the way, was directed by Rick Rosenthal, who directed. Halloween 2 in H2O. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, The next thing I'm going to talk about isn't a movie per se, but I believe if you are a horror fan, which you must be if you're listening to us, um, you need to own this. If you're a fan of trailer compilations, this is totally up your alley. It's called the Agfa Horror Show, and... If you're not familiar with AGFA, they're an American genre film archive. They're essentially a subsidiary of Alamo Drafthouse. And what they do is they are a nonprofit that tries to preserve and store films, uh, film elements like 35mm film. They've also been kind of working uh, exclusively with something weird since Mike Rainey's passing. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff there. But... What this is, is it is a trailer compilation. There's some stuff that's been modified to kind of be more hip, I guess. But um, for the most part, it's it's authentic trailers. And this thing is just, it's a mixtape. It's a video mixtape that is so much fun, so good. And if that's not enough for you, the, the main feature of the Agfo Horror Trailer Show is just 35 millimeter trailers all pieced together, hyping up you know horror movies you've may have heard of but for the most part probably not um i actually listened to the commentary as well i've so i watched it twice yeah but it's an infamous trailer where it's like this dude is in a straitjacket and he's going mad and they're trying to control him and he's like tommy or whatever the fucking dude's name is like tommy went mad after watching this triple feature (laughs) it's just it's hilarious it's just as classic as the i dismember mama uh blood spatter bride uh trailer with uh the the anchor outside of the movie theater interviewing everybody you got that one one. "Eh, eh, eh, yeah i I can't do it your dick will fall off if (laughs) you watch this movie (laughs) no harry your bazongas were out (laughs) (laughs) whatever the fuck she said but that's also in there as well um it's just a great trailer compilation and i speak this from owning almost every trailer compilation put out on blu-ray yeah this is there will be some repeats that you've seen um like that Blood Spatter Bride trailer, which I think the best condition of that was in uh, 42nd Street Forever from Synapse on their Blu-ray. But this is a great mixtape. And if that's not enough, because it is, I think, about $20 on Blu-ray, um, unless you wanted the Vinegar Syndrome like slipcase version, which I think is 25 which is what I got, um, there's a second mixtape on there dedicated to shot on video films okay and i had maybe more of a blast with that one it it is an acquired taste and now it's like yeah i saw that one what that we saw oh the mr ice cream man no 
No, the one that we went we went to the uh, comic book store and we saw the one that was like from Illinois or St. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, these are so these are trailers for the movies though. But these so, are real movies. They're yeah, not these like, are real movies. They're the not dis- fake movies. Okay. It's not like Grindhouse or anything okay. like that. These are real genuine films that were shot on video. Like Todd Sheets uh, is a pretty popular shot on video guy. He has a trailer for Catacombs, which the trailer was just full of like death metal. So I'm like, okay, I'll check this yeah. out. And it was nothing to write home about. Catacombs is not good. No, Catacombs I almost, is I almost not watched good. it because I saw it listed <laughs> on your thing. I mean, you could try it, but honestly, like if you saw if the trailer, you don't you'd be think good. it's good. It's not good. It's not good. So it's- like, I'm just feeling nostalgic today. <laughs> But the first, Aren't we all, the first late night grindhouse show I ever went to, Niles obviously took me there on a date because he's like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. I, uh, I watch horror movies. Um, but it was the the five year anniversary show mm. where our koozies came from. Yeah, and our barf bags, which we both still have our barf bags. Um, I feel accomplished for that. But <laughs> my first experience with late night grindhouse presented by Destroy the Brain was. A trailer show. Yeah. I thought Niles was taking me to see a movie. Oh my god, you poor thing! And we just end up watching hours of trailers. Yeah, two hours of trailers at midnight. Yeah, it was awesome. No, it it was a lot of fun, and I think a lot of people had it, had fun with it. But they also probably knew what they were getting into. Unlike For someone Rin. with no exposure <laughs> to this whole other world of horror. I thought I liked scary movies before, but it's different. (laughs) No, and there is some, they were some like gems of that. I I remember the dog one, the Doberman. Yes. One, uh, I can't even remember the name of it now. Fuck. But there were some great trailers. And of course people are like, are you going to get that movie? I'm like, fuck no, come on. I like, yeah, like some of them I'll be like, yeah, so that one, you know, and you'll be like, yeah, that movie doesn't even exist. Like <laughs> that movie never even came out. Like, <laughs> or it came out as like a different name, or something, right? You know, and then like that got lost within a year. Yeah. Like that. Oh yeah, that that film that died in a, there was a theater fire yeah. in ninety <laughs> nineteen seventy eight. The negatives are all off. <laughs> but yeah, um, the the second mixtape is just called uh, the Agfa Horror Trailer Show uh, Video Rage, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, I think. For $20 or $21, however much it is, I, I think it's fully worth the $25 that I paid through Vinegar Syndrome. But if you don't care about the slipcover, then by all means, get the get the Amazon release, which is uh, relatively, you know, 20 21 bucks. It's definitely like one of those party compilations. Um, I can for sure see myself play this or come around Halloween time outside in the backyard, so... Yeah. When you say slipcover, it reminds me that I miss Roger. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. We no. love you, Roger. We love you, we Roger. Mi- we, yeah, we miss Roger. I hope Roger. you're doing okay in the middle of nowhere. Oh, God. I hope he hears this. How are the showers? <laughs> How are the showers? Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Agfa Horror Trailer Show. Very cool. Yay. Um. So, I, ch- I checked out, I, I think it's a pretty hot show right now. Hot. Uh, on Netflix, uh, the crime scene, the vanishing at uh, Cecil Hotel. Um, so I, I watched it. Um, my thoughts on it were it's nothing I hadn't heard before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I was I was fine with it. it I, gave, I think I gave it three, three out of five because I did enjoy them like actually interviewing the most. 
uh, interesting character was the the hotel manager from the entire time because she's just like, yeah, it fucking sucked. It was awful. People <laughs> people won't stop showing up to the hotel trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. And, you know, it's very. She was very real since uh, she doesn't have any connection to that place anymore, so oh, she can well, say whatever she wants. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting, and I, I didn't know about like the history of like L.A. and you know the fact that they you know the slums you know. Uh, Skid Row was a thing invented by dropping off prisoners in one area where the only homeless center was based around like all the utilities that a homeless person would need. Mm -hmm. So basically they created a grid area. You know what reminded me? It was like The Wire. Like you ever seen The Wire? I thought thought you were going to literally say like they live. You were just oh, that works too. Because that is kind of like it's escape camps. from New York. Yeah, they basically <laughs> just block off an area where like it's okay to be homeless. You can basically do all the drugs you want and die, and it doesn't matter. Well, the Cecil Hotel is right in the middle of it, so I didn't really know anything about that, and so yeah. that's that added an element of like okay, so that's that's kind of where the history of this place has drawn from. That makes sense why you know Robert uh, Ramirez was living there. Richard. Richard Mimir, sorry, was living there. I mean, it, it all kind of added up then. So that was interesting. I didn't know about that. But everything else was good. I think what I told you was that <laughs> do yourself a favor. If you don't know anything about this story, check it out. But if you know everything that you know because you're like most people who listen, you, watch, watch yeah, horror. Yeah, you read about it on the internet yeah. or maybe heard a podcast or something. But most people like me who are into horror know pretty much all the basic details of most serial killers right. slash haunted attractions. Um, but I think you could just do yourself a favor and watch Toolbox Murders and uh, uh, Dark Water. Just yeah. watch those two back to back. And that is the story of the uh, Hotel Cecil. And if you want, you can throw an episode of a, a American Horror Story Hotel in there. There you go. Because it's just a little bit of everything. The, the only good episode is like the Devil's Night one where it has like all the serial killers, Zodiac. and I have no clue, dude. Every time we talk about American Horror Story, it's like, yeah, I watched the first two to three, maybe four it's always episodes. Like that. And it's like, I'm good. Yeah, like. Five episodes Every is like season. the stopping point. Except for the first season. The first season is the only season to keep me interested. That first season is so good. Yeah. It's solid. It is yeah. a solid season. <clears throat> Which is why every other season that preceded disappoints me. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what it does, I will say this, the ending is an ending. It explains what happened to her. There is no mystery to it anymore. So I, I think that's kind of good. Really? Really, there's not. Okay. Because, and and they tell, they, they say, the and it's one of those things, it's all communication. So the LAPD had what they needed to know about this case, right? They didn't share it with everybody. So mm-hmm. everyone on the internet just kind of like took what they were given and ran and with ran it. With their but own they didn't theories. actually know everything because, well, they're the public. Why would they know everything? Right. It's not their prerogative. It's not their, pr- it's not their business, but. Yeah, it's not their business. <laughs> I mean. Um, but they went with it for a long time, and then eventually, like the LAP, okay, well, you guys won't shut up about this. This happened, and okay. they'll be like, "Oh shit, okay." That, and then our, you know, the ghost theory didn't work. I will say that I called exactly how she died, like right away. Right, I totally did, and that felt so good. It's very sad. So I'm, but I'm probably it. in the limited group where I know about the case. Do you want me to tell you? No, no, no. I'm gonna watch this. Are you okay? Good. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna watch it. Um, and I, yeah, I'll learn it from there. But I, I am definitely one of those people. Like I know about the case. I know what you're talking about. Right. I remember the videos. 
of inside the elevator. Correct. Her acting very erratically and then getting found. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I definitely didn't have the blanks filled in. So I am one of those just kind of spectators. I don't know everything about the case. So maybe this is more of a series. Yeah. So that might yeah, be more beneficial. You can learn about the case. Okay. I, I, I didn't, I'm not trying to be brutal on this thing. I just, for me as a person who pretty much knew most of the stuff, I got down with it feeling left over and like, man, I should watch a fictional story about this because that's what you want. Okay. You don't want reality. You want it to be something yeah. fantastical. You want it to be like, oh, she was haunted by, you know, this demon and the demon like dunked her in the water <laughs> yeah. and that's what happened. Like so, dark water. So the production <laughs> value on this is pretty decent, though. It's not like a nightmare expo. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. It's no expo. Expo. <laughs> That's what uh, that's yeah. what Niles and I do when we hang out at night. We watch. We didn't watch it last night though. No, it was all metal and hair metal. Yeah, dark web unboxings. Un- unboxings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those kind of got old. It's like uh, I know what's going to happen. It's, it's going to be a tongue or an ear. That's so yeah. old hat. Or a map that could lead well, to. A I dead don't know. Body. There's an egg beater in here. What does that mean? <laughs> I should call the police immediately. There's a vial with liquid. Guys, I can't believe I touched that. Oh God. Hit. Happens every fucking time. Uh, I notified the authorities from my parents' house that I film YouTube videos in on this nice kitchen countertop. Okay. Dark web videos. Damn. Don't get into it. <laughs> Shots fired. We recently watched a movie called Rent-A-Pal, which oh, yeah. um, is a newer film. Uh if you have high anxiety, I wouldn't suggest watching it because it stressed me out a bit. Um, it was a good movie, though. This is the Don't. one with Will Wheaton, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So she doesn't know place. who that is, though. Nope. Oh. Sure don't. Wesley from Star Trek: The Next Generation. I even tried to use the Big Bang reference because Stand by Me. She's never seen that either. Um, oh. But he's he's in Big Bang. He like he's like a, yeah, a yeah, character yeah. that's. So I was like, oh yeah, he's that you know nerdy comic book guy. Whatever <laughs> he plays himself in the show, it's like I'm Star Trek's generate next generation is Will Wheaton. All right, what'd you think about it? So this movie takes place in a time where people were using these things called I don't know they were like made of plastic and they had this weird film shit in them. You would put them in a special machine and there would be like these tubes in your TV. I'm told there's like reflections and projectors involved. What? It's called a VHS tape. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't think she knows how VHS works. So it's all just a bunch of mirrors and gook, lasers, smoke and mirrors. Uh, so it's all video dating, <laughs> which I was sitting there criticizing I it. before time? You gotta sacrifice the virgin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Give me your tree stars! <laughs> so I was sitting there feeling myself criticizing people from this era being like, wow, that's really weird. Can you like imagine trying to find your soulmate through videotapes? How fucking weird. But then I thought to myself, we have social media. And then I just kind of like blasted off in my own mind about this. Um, Anyway, this man goes from renting videos of prospective romantic relationships with women 
he swaps it for a platonic friendship with a man. And it's a very odd, odd progression in the relationship. It's very eerie. This main character is clearly going through some shit. He's taking care of his older disabled mother um, and he is very lonely. So he is resorting to these videotapes for some form of human interaction. That's not his sick mother who doesn't always remember him and constantly thinks he's his dad, oh. which is like traumatic on its own. Right. Um, yeah. Give it a, give it a watch. If you, uh, if you feel the, the need to be stressed out about some stuff <laughs> that you have no control over, I really, I, I did enjoy it. It was a good movie. Okay. I, I I thought Will Wheaton was fantastic in this movie. It was I, jarring. I, I, I really dug this. I don't think when I watched it, I appreciated it as much as I do looking back on it. Um, because huh. it actually, I remember most of the movie, which is good. Um, yeah. I, it was visually something, It too. was visually something. It's interesting because we have Tender now, and this is like, I can't imagine Tender being like, you send yourself out there. But it takes like a week to like. So this is a retro movie, right? Yes. So okay. it's set in the eighties. So it's, it's definitely set in the late eighties. It's you know yeah. you send a tape in of yourself. Right. You get a tape back. Yeah. It's a love connection kind of a thing. He ends up finding this one VHS at the place where he goes to find his love in like the discount bin called Rent a Pal. Okay. And that's like where Will Wheaton comes in, and it's this like back and forth of like. Is he talking directly to him or is this just programmed? Uh, and he just keeps watching the tape over and over. And it almost seems like it changes, but it's really just showing extra parts of the VHS you hadn't seen before. Okay. It's videos so, of him being like, Hi, how's your but day it, today? It works in context to the story and like hmm. what the So basically he talks back and forth to the TV. Right, right. But it's just a VHS tape. Right. Or is it? Oh, okay. Okay. There's some moments that make you right. go, Or is it oh. him as a person yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, I dug it. Okay, I'll check it out. I know it's, it's along the lines of a uh, you know um, creep. Yeah, that, that vibe. Okay. Um, what was the other movie we just watched uh, with uh, Niles from Frasier? Um, uh, murder Post? No, not Murder. Mur- uh, Perfect Coast. Yeah. Perfect Coast. Yeah. It's just like that. Okay. Psychological. It's funny, but it's not funny. Like, which both of those movies I think are AFC. Yeah, uh, Brendan Powell is AFC. It will be out. On Blu-ray, and it's streaming on Hulu right a now. A couple of months. Oh, it is. Yes. Okay. Cool. 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 So it is on Hulu right now. Cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, last movie, not horror, but uh, it's got Wings Hauser and Sybil Danning in it, and it's called L.A. Bounty. So like, I've been on this kick even more so. We watched L.A. Wars last night. Yeah, we did. Which was fun. I mean, it was. I had a great time. It (laughs) It was a good time. It was pretty bad, cheesy, very stereotypical, like, you know, questionable cop that crosses the line and talks to the chief, gets chewed out by the chief. Anyway, uh, L.A. Bounty is a kind of interesting movie. So, Wingshauser plays a very charismatic villain that um, (laughs) he has, like, one of the. That's one of those earrings with like a little uh, feather. Oh, I like that. <laughs> but um, was there turquoise? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look back. But Sybil Danning is essentially a bounty hunter, and she's like trying to find you know the bad guys. Essentially, um, it's just a fun 
late 80s actually it might have been from 90s uh let me let me double check 89 okay so late 80s movie but what's interesting about it is that Sybil Danning actually like co-wrote this movie and this was more of a vehicle for her to kind of just show off uh the director is worth Keeter he hasn't really done anything extraordinary um Dogs of Hell that's one movie I might want to watch but outside of that, like this is uh, this was put out by Scorpion releasing. I don't think it's available streaming anywhere. I'll have to look, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. What's it. it called? L A L A Bounty. Bounty. Um, this is one that I just picked up because I love Wayne's Hauser. You know, uh, Vice Squad is just a movie that I think he's amazing in. <sighs> And <gasps> I've seen this count. Oh, I've seen this cover so many times. This movie with that gun, because that gun looks so weird. This movie is a very pedestrian kind of like crime action movie. But because of Wayne's Hauser, he elevates it to this weird fucking level that just doesn't seem right throughout the whole movie. And it's just interesting to watch. And then Sybil Danny's just trying to be a tough ass bitch, which typically she is. Um, in this one, I think she's a little weak, which is kind of sad because she wrote this for herself. But um, for the most part, it, it's one of those movies that I think like LA Wars that we watched last night, you get a couple of drinks and you, you have some fun. It, it just reminds you of a time that isn't around really anymore. Oh Yeah. Um, where they're just making you're peeking behind the curtain of a of a time that can't exist anymore, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good because I, I mean, like that's what, I think that's why I appreciate most of the movies I do now because it's like, oh wow, that doesn't fit. <laughs> no, no, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, there's a lot of non PC stuff that happens in these movies for sure. Like Wings Hauser has a setup where he's like painting this girl who's scantily clad. She's got like some silk over her. Uh, well, one of her nipples is exposed, but the other one isn't. <laughs> and he's just painting, and like the old we, tenebrae? we never see the painting. He could just be like fucking whipping the brush in the right. X format. I don't know, but. Um, I don't know. This is definitely more of a performance-based movie, but it also has the very much same stereotypical like police um, procedural kind of things that we saw in the 80s. Right. So we're, we're I, I would recommend it if you can find it on a streaming service, which you might be able to. I Maybe Prime's got like a it, shitty version it, of it. It doesn't have. No, it's not streaming at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but I remember the cover from VHS days because yeah, I remember yeah. this, her standing in the smoke with that weird gun. Well, and here's the weird thing. Like, I, when you look at that cover, you don't know what the fuck you're getting into. It's like, is this like a Terminator? It reminds movie? me of Black Rain. Yeah, or <laughs> Black Rain, dude. I remember that movie. But it's just like, I remember that cover. It's like, oh, that's a badass. Yeah. Um, Blade it, Runner. It's a fun crime movie, uh, 80s crime uh, movie. That's it, it was a lot of fun to watch. So, I mean, maybe like... I think it's like 20 bucks on Scorpion releasing. I think it's worth the $20. I bet you do. Yeah. Anyway. What's your third and final movie? Uh, third and final movie is, uh, I don't know if it's horror. I think it's more of a sci-fi, but uh, I uh, I watched the Andromeda Strain for the first time. The 1971 version. Correct. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it's probably the most technically savvy um Show it, it literally showed the scientific method, <laughs> like, yeah. like actually did it. I believed 100% this is a real, realistic movie, especially back then. Well, that's Michael Crichton for you, absolutely. Right? You know, he, he, 
I'm gonna have that's that's the thing about a great lie. You gotta have enough truth, and <laughs> that's yeah. what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna have one thing that doesn't make sense, but everything else does. Right. And this is a prime example of that. I loved all of the like. Let's be honest. Two thousand one aspects of very the colored layers of each level. Okay. All the design was very space like. It, it's great. Um, it is slow, but it's it's slow, but it's almost like educate. I felt like I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. That's what they would have to do to figure out that thing, you know. Um, and of course, you know, with the pandemic and everything, I've been trying to watch. It seems like I've just been watching. Mean, I started a pandemic. <laughs> you want to watch this shit? I, been, I started the pandemic with like literally breaking in the, into the stand. So like, I feel like I've watched a lot of these. Have you of watched movies. the new version yet? Uh, no. Nearby, I've heard it's a uh, disappointment, which well, sucks. I don't know. I well, we had the Blu-ray. We watched the Blu-ray not of, too long of the McGarris, uh, of the series, McGarris yeah. version, and again, it's one of those things. And I even remember as a kid saying this: "I love it," and then the ending, and then I'm like, <laughs> "What?" Yeah. So, and it's still that way. Even if it's updated on Blu-ray, it's like it didn't make it any better. It's right. a schlock. M O O N. That spells. Uh, <laughs> some of those effects were redone, but some of them weren't. Yeah. And oh, yeah. like the ones that weren't do not look oh, good. No. No, no, I no. remember looking at one shot where it shows like Vegas in the distance with the trash can man. Oh, a trash can man. I was like, oh God, this looks awful. But the other ones looked okay. So they redid it, even though like they didn't even mention that before that movie came out. Right. Like, before the release came out. But anyways, Literally. Andromeda Strain. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Let's talk about the stand I grew up with the stand. I, I did too. It was yeah. a 96. Trash Can Man was my hero. I thought he was fucking awesome. I'm like, you want to be I, will trash can I will burn man. everything. Set He-Man on fire. And throw it on my this. bed. I did that. Andromeda Strain. Andromeda Strain. Nas, what? What? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Michael Crichton... Uh, it's a great story. It's cool. It's about uh, how it's all gonna. It's it's the government's gonna do it to us. We all know it. Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> Not dinosaurs. It was. I mean, it's like basically what happened was you dip your toes into some water you don't know. Jurassic Park. I know, yeah. It, yeah, all of his work's the same thing. You yeah, shouldn't yeah, have gone look for those diamonds in the Congo. Except for disclosure. Fucking gorillas. Bad gorilla. Ugly gorilla. Bad, bad, bad gorilla. gorilla. Anyway. But yeah, Drowning Straight, I will say, for the time and that kind of movie. Yeah, you it was know, 71, right? What, you know, because around that same time, it's like, you know, Future World, Westworld, that kind of stuff, and, you know, Logan's Run, and... That kind of sci-fi. This is like very. It takes itself very seriously. It's very grounded in real. Oh, it is for not sure. Sci-fi fantasy. No, not at all. Yeah. So yeah, I dug it for sure. Uh, it, it is. I know like, Crichton can be like, as far as the literary side of him, he can be a little clinical. Yes, I guess is the best way yes. to say it. I remember reading him when I was a kid because I was into like the movies yeah. and being like, "There's pages and pages of like numbers, and I don't. Yeah. yeah what yeah, the yeah. fuck am I even reading? Yeah. Like I'm a child." I specifically where's like, I don't remember the like the novel of Jurassic Park oh, I very do. well, but I seem to remember like reading a whole bunch of DNA sequences. Oh sure, okay. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, so when does the Velociraptor yeah. go in the kitchen? <laughs> so is the book 
a good read or is yeah, that, I, I don't it? I don't remember. I didn't understand I really a lot of it. it. Same with Congo. Congo is the same. I remember one. it being an easy read. I remember Sphere being very difficult. I remember not understanding any of Sphere. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then Lost World was eh. Yeah, I remember I, reading Jurassic Park like no problems. Yeah, I was I was like sixth grade though, so I don't know. I mean, my mind wasn't. Uh, yeah. I was more goosebumpsing. <laughs> goosebumping. Goose goosebumping. Goosebumping. Bumping them gooses. Rainbow's is your third and last movie. So you know, like sometimes people in our culture, being you know the horror culture. Uh, we hang out with people who aren't as spooky as us, um, but they, they being our friends, want to be good sports. And they're like, oh, well, I mean, if you want to watch a horror movie tonight, that's okay, I guess. And um, for me, one of those people in my life is a friend's boyfriend. Um, the friend herself is someone who exposed me to a lot of jarring horror cinema growing up like the human centipede when we were in high school she's like showing me on her dad's computer down in the basement (laughs) during a sleepover and she is going to be marrying (laughs) this man who is afraid of everything um is he really yes (laughs) he really is he tries to be a good sport so we try to go in different directions when we watch movies with him we don't watch a lot of gore and like shocking imagery because that's just a little too much for him right anything right we want everybody to to have fun i don't want to just ruin his night um he is also a very politically minded individual a very progressive individual um we were talking about capitalism and consumerism and I know DTV come get your politics and then you watch The Purge Um, (laughs) I was like oh well if you hate consumerism and capitalism so much let's watch They Live yes and I put it on and he immediately was just vibing with it good good and it wasn't you know a new watch for me but I was really glad to have watched it because especially during this pandemic and now all of the ice and snowstorms going on all over the country like we don't even have it that bad here and no. we had like snow banks that were like a couple feet deep um but it just it hits harder during these you know unprecedented times yeah it's just timeless i think i think it will always ring true as long as we live in a capitalist society the imagery and message of this story will always ring true because they're plowing through like you were mentioning the little homeless neighborhoods yeah Yeah, just plowing through that because they're not people who deserve shelter and to be safe and it's Ugh, it just hits hard, and yeah. it's still good. And Keith and, David, good God, <laughs> that man looks strong. Yeah, um, I got the, I got the, I got an action figure of David Keith. I think, or Keith David, David Thomas Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. But uh, yeah, I'm sure you've heard like Carpenter always say, like, "Oh, it's a documentary." <laughs> It feels he very real. He kind of jokes with it, but honestly, like he ain't too far off. Yeah, my friends that I was showing this movie to, they are a young couple who doesn't, you know, right now intend to ever reproduce. Yeah. Um, but you know, 
as human beings, it's expected of us right. to just marry and reproduce. So when that, when that message came, came up, up <laughs> they both just go, ah! Now, it's a, it is a solid story, and I think it's one of Carpenter's interesting films. Um, yeah. I, I really do like They Live. The, I think the only complaint I had with it is that it just kind of dies out. Yeah, it end. fizzles yeah. a bit. Um, but, you know. For I like three-fourths of the film. Yeah, usually. yeah. I, I think three-fourths of that film is strong, but I also enjoy it as a whole uh, on average. It just kind of averages out to be a pretty good Carpenter movie, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's also, it fringes on the horror, right? It's it's kind of more f- uh, formed as a hor- uh, action movie or action yeah. sci-fi. It's yeah. like Macho Man. I, I, well, that's the thing. It's like, I always <laughs> consider it more man. of an action movie. I, I put it with Assault on Precinct yeah. and um, uh, Escape. Yeah. yeah. It's a good sure. bridging movie, though, for those people who don't sure. want gore, but still want to like be involved in our world because, you know, there's, there's a seat at the table for everybody, <laughs> except for Jeremy Jones, who wants to watch Hallmark movies. You hear that, Jeremy? No more. No more. All right. Cool. Well, hopefully you guys uh, got some recommendations for shit to watch. I know some of that stuff isn't available on streaming, but if it is, check the show notes and we'll have a link to where you could watch it or we'll just link to the Just Watch page. And you never know, some of that stuff does uh, become available. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about Psycho Goreman. Do, 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 do. Do. Cheese and potatoes. I like my cheese and potatoes. Okay. So, <laughs> Psycho Gorman is a 2020 film uh, directed by, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's okay because everybody butchers mine. Steven Kostansky. Oh, well, you did it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Which, uh, some people might recognize that name. He is one part of Astron 6, that whole comedy collective Horror comedy collective. I don't know what to really call them. A troop. Do you call VHS them a troop? horror collective? Well, they did like Father's Day. Um, Stephen also co-directed with one of his Astron Six people for um, The Void. Yeah, which was more of a serious. That fare. was definitely a different vibe than like Manborg. Right. So if <laughs> if I were to say anything, right, if you know about Astron 6 and you're familiar with like uh, the editor and you're familiar with Father's Day and you know it's a little goofy, maybe a little goopy, um, this is definitely the goofy and goopy versus The Void, which is like Siri. trying to- yeah. Them trying to make a serious film, which I didn't actually care for. It. I, I didn't really care boring. for it either. Yeah. I, yeah. I love the score. The score is yeah, amazing cool. by Steve Moore. But. And there's imagery that's very cool. Triangle faces. Exactly. Very cool. I, I love the cult aspect of the void. There's at, so many attributes that like scream to me like I want to love that movie, but I just don't. Nope. But Psycho Goreman is definitely more in tune with the Astron Six stuff. Um very comedic. Very outlandish. Can I say that you love Mimi? What? <laughs> I was gonna say that watching this movie at the very beginning was like, is this like Power Rangers. Yeah, so pretty much, (laughs) pretty much. It also it's like an adult version of Power Rangers, right? I'll be honest. I I I think I I think I created this movie in fourth grade. (laughs) In fourth grade, I wrote this movie up. Motherfucker. I was watching my episode of Power Rangers, and I was like, looked at my sister, my sibling. 
I was I related to this movie in all types of ways because I have a younger well I have a sister and my sister's not like this Mimi character who's a fucking asshole. Yeah, no. <laughs> um but we would come up with games together that only obviously we know because we're just stuck together all the time. So you're going to your best friends always your sibling. I felt like this is this is what I want to talk about earlier, which we didn't bring up. It's like Andy's an only child. No, yeah. I have a sibling, so I know what it was like to come up with like games with my sibling. That, I don't get shit. Yeah, and then like also just being shitty to each other. I just was shitty to my brother. We never but played together. This felt very realistic. Like this entire thing could have been written by a fifth grader. Like the story and concept is very like childish. Yeah, what I what I like about it is it's like in this kind of Saturday morning. F- Family friendly, friendly frame, right, right. But inside, there's a whole bunch of gory shit too. Yes, yeah, and like adult stuff, like very adult, hunky boys. So <laughs> it also, like, honestly, really reminded me a lot of the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, which I know you guys always like, kind of roll your eyeballs at me whenever I say that title. But I just don't know that. I grew up in an era where there were cartoons that were written by people like us who were like let's give the kids something spooky so that we can start them off young and they okay? did references to horror right. films too right? in the grim adventures of billy and mandy they reference like so many great horror things but what is connected to this movie niles maddox is the fact that they essentially trap this what should be an all-powerful being right and he's doing the bidding of children yeah and to me that is just wonderful <laughs> especially since this Mimi character is a shitty little baby and she just wants what she wants the whole family dynamics kind of fucked up the whole up. family's yeah. a little fucked up I'm glad they're not perfect though, I, because I it makes love it a little easier like, to relate the dad is hilarious what's his name uh, Adam uh, Con- or Connor I thought it was Connor Adam no I'm, I'm fucked up Greg his Adam Brooks Greg. Adam Brooks yeah. who's also in like fa- he's in all their stuff yeah. Father's Day he's fantastic in that because he's like the main character with the you know one eye anyways um, yeah I mean I love the family dynamic because it felt very real like it's a shitty dad who like doesn't do anything and just like complains and makes the wife feel guilty for him being yeah I, I don't know I just it, like how he's like at- oh I'm lazy but at the beginning of the film, it seems very wholesome. Oh yeah, things got everybody's got their shit together, and then as you, as you're introduced to Psycho Gorman, and like as he gets introduced to the kids, and Mimi realizes she has this rock that controls him. Right, like that. That is the main story. But on the, on the backstory, you have this whole family dynamic that you realize, oh, they're not so perfect. Not at all. Yeah, they start They're off like and trying it's to very... get in counseling, and yeah, like, no, or they've done counseling and it didn't work <sighs> out. Um, but I think I think he's addressing a lot of you know. This is definitely a movie that is made for kids or teens that grew up in the nineties. I feel. Oh yeah, but but it's not exclusive to those people. You know, I, I think there's enjoyment to be had for anybody who wasn't. If you watch this first season of Power Rangers, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. The Synapsis of Psycho Gorman, directed by Stephen Kostansky. 2020, 95 minutes. Siblings Mimi and Luke unwittingly resurrect an ancient alien overlord. Using a magical amulet, they force the monster to obey their childish whims and accidentally attract a rogue's 
gallery of intergalactic assassins to small town suburbia. Three and a half stars out of five? Yeah. Hmm, okay. Would yeah. you? Yeah, that's fair. I that's what, that's I what I gave. I rate things. I don't rate There's things. A, I mean, it's one of those things that you watch these movies, and it doesn't matter which one you watch. You can't give it a very high rating because it doesn't take itself seriously, which is sad because it's really just it is taking itself. Se- it knows what it is. I actually gave it four stars. I had did you way more fun with this? I think it is the perfect mind meld of you know Saturday morning bullshit cartoons or like the importing of you know Japanese kaiju yeah. stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. My, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with American overdubbing right obviously it's all shot in Canada so it's Canadian overdubbing but but like the the scene where <laughs> Psycho Gorman's in his fucking cowboy outfit and then you meet the other like monsters or the other creatures that are supposed to do his bidding and Psycho Gorman's supposed to be their master I forget what they uh, he called them god damn it anyway um, they're all sitting out there and like I shit you not most of these creatures I could totally see on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yeah. like that metal looking thing and the Japanese right. looking like fucking creature. Yeah. Oh, I loved all the design. The design, the makeup. Creature and effects. And, yeah. Everything is aces on this. But um, I will say like sometimes Astron 6's humor is definitely an acquired taste. Um, but I think for whatever reason, this film makes it more palatable um where i think it's you know like you saw manborg no or no she saw parts of father's day she stopped at the dick cutting (laughs) and then manborg she only lasted five minutes because of the quality of the quality of shitty you know that's that's astron six though i mean that was like their whole heyday like having short videos yeah manborg made like made for nothing yeah just goofing around rin you okay I feel like this movie has a really high watchability, like rewatchability rating. For sure. Because I feel like the more you watch it, the more endearing it will become because it's it's so quirky. Yes. It's a fun movie. I wouldn't call it the best movie, but it is a very fun watch. It is very funny. But it's also, it does have that rewatchability, which is why I gave it right. like it's four stars. Great for groups. Yeah. If yeah. you just want to have a fun night with your friends, I think this is a great movie. The quotes. Yeah, the quotes. The hunky boys. Well, I guess this TV won't stop bleeding. <laughs> I have to renew my sub to Hunky Boys magazine. <laughs> Not my hunky boys. So uh, yeah, it's it's one of those it's a party movie. But I w- like you were saying, I think this is their most watchable film. I do too. Because I think it has that because they had kids star as the main characters. Yes. It, you know, like any movie franchise. It's more relatable. Oh, yeah. For sure. We're all children. It's like it. Were we? You know, we all we were all children at once and we had, you know, thoughts. I sprouted fully formed from the head of my father. <laughs> I am the goddess Athena. Um, now, I will say, I understand why people fucking hate this movie. I, and the only reason they wait, hate it is a sassy young woman. Is a sassy young woman named Mimi. Really? Most, I have never run into watch, anybody that does not like this movie. Uh, David McBride. 
No shit. He gave it two stars. David. And I know why. David. And, and, and if you look David. if you look at any letterbox or any other kind of review sites, it's like anyone who hates this movie is like one hundred percent Mimi is the most annoying character that has ever existed on film. And I'm like, absolutely, because she's a piece of shit bossy <laughs> sister. Like have you not had a piece of shit, bossy sister? So I will say that, like, uh, if you really do examine her performance, I can see where people may be like, oh, well, yeah, she's, like, overacting. All or, the time. Or, like, yeah, like, I guess, you know, when an actor's on stage, they have to over-accentuate everything. That's kind of what she does in this movie. So if that's your gripe, I can kind of get it. But I also feel like it fits perfectly with Very all the fucking nonsense that's happening in this movie. Granted, There's fucking aliens on this yeah. She's acting how she is. I think she is one of those kids who just won't shut the fuck up. I think <laughs> she's one of those kids who bosses everyone around. For sure. She's who she is. For sure. You hate her, but you're supposed to hate her. I yeah. liked her. I liked her, too. I mean, I will say that. At first, the way she was speaking and like how everything was a little over dramatic, dramatic, dramatized. I cannot talk today. It was a great day to have a podcast. Um, the way she was speaking was maybe a little extra, but it all smoothed out once we got into the main story of it. But like when she was getting tucked in the bed and like, she, I want my brother today first. Yeah. And the dad's just like, I well, bet you do, do honey. honey. <laughs> it's like this bizarro world that we're watching or like, uh, you know, it, uh, more cartoonish the gate, if you will. Kids say the darndest thing. Yeah. <laughs> But it is a lot of fun, I think, by the end of it. Uh, I do like that there's a little bit of a Biocop reference, if you're familiar with Astron 6 stuff. So Biocop was this uh, fake trailer that they put out, but it's really a four-minute short film. And it's about a, it's basically RoboCop, but it's a melting cop, which is what we get in the movie when Psycho Corman does something to a cop and the cop's still living, but he's like melting. and Oh, God. <laughs> I completely forgot about that until just now. Yeah, the bio cop is like, he says shit like, please kill me and oh, stuff dude. like that. But in this movie, it's way more comical. <laughs> but I love it. I love it so much. And when he like starts shooting his gun yeah, at Yeah, that random. character design was really good. Yeah. I really did like that. I think all the makeup effects. So and goopy. So goopy. Yeah, I think if you're not a person who, if you're a person who has seen their work before and has, you've thought yourself, this comedy is not necessarily what I get. Like, I don't find dads getting raped funny. I don't find, you know. I, I don't Father's think most Day. people uh, should find that funny. Yeah. Um, I don't think, you know, like, it's just like. If you're not into like that kind of goopy, cheesy, schlocky childish. humor, just childish humor. Childish but it's like humor. adults. Like you have to be an adult to like find that funny. Right. Like you're not gonna find Father's Day funny if you're a kid. No, Father's Day is just a very outlandish film. And it it just kinda like knocks on Taboo's doors and yeah. says, Hey, I'm gonna fuck with you a little bit. D- daddy's daddy's home. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna fuck that dad with them New Balance shoes on. But it, it is in line with, I think, like Adult Swim kind of absurdity humor. Shit. Yeah, yeah, Aqua Teen humor. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what Astron Six kind of developed uh, is like a live action shit that you would 
probably see on Adult Swim, but I, I guess they never really put their hat in the in the, in the ring for that. But Psycho Goreman, I think, is effectively directed by Steven, uh, who does a lot of you know special effects, makeup stuff, as well as like um, green screen, stuff, which is fantastic. You know, I, I visual I, they're effects. they're like fucking that when he eats people. Oh my god, I love it. so cool! Yeah, it's great. But it's one of those things you look at, it, you're like, this is horrible. I love this. Yeah. The entire time I watched I, it, that's what I thought. And then the whole time I'm like, man, people are going to fucking hate this girl. And then, and then I went on and I was like, oh, they hate her. Ooh, they hate her. See, like like I said. I just, people hate a strong woman. <laughs> Especially if she's sassy. Men I, hate a strong woman. I mean, like I said, when the movie started, I had my issues with her, but it all evened out. Uh, once you got into the meat of the movie Um, and I thought I thought a lot of her shit was really funny in the meat of the movie because she was always very comical where her brother is more of the like grounded person yeah he's straight man yeah absolutely to her her ridiculousness (laughs) but yeah I would uh, highly recommend this it is available on wherever you would get on demand nonsense Um, so I pre-ordered the U.S. release, but then I canceled it because the Canadian three-disc release is coming out, and it's got tons of special features and the CD of the soundtrack. So I would recommend that you get that. You can find that on Diabolic DVD. Um, are there any other closing thoughts you had about Psycho Gourmet? Um, We didn't even mention The Friend, which is like my uh, favorite. He's basically <laughs> Meatwad, right? He is basically Meatwad. But... Uh, the friend's name is Alistair, which is an interesting name. It's A L A S D A I R. Yeah, Alistair. Alistair, not Alistair. But he's this like cute little blonde kid who's like friends with the it's straight with the straight brother. You know, yes. like the straight yeah. brother has a friend, but he has a crush on Luke, doesn't he? Or did did you get that? I don't know. Anyways, I don't think we should sexualize children. There we go. Um, I thought that was a little bit of a plot point. Was that the boys had a crush on each other? I no, Luke didn't have a crush on him, but that kid did. I thought that the girl Mimi called him a hunky boy. Oh, uh-huh. and then Psycho Gorman said he was a hunky boy. Okay, right? Uh-huh. I don't know. Anyways, he gets she gets jealous of the friendship between right. the brothers, right, right. and turns him into a ball of meat or a brain, a brain, a brain, brain. brain. brain with eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Destroy the brain with eyes. <laughs> it's like our character I drew. Anyways. We need a mascot. I think it's funny. Anyway, the mascot. Yeah, I bet you wear a brain suit. Look like a <laughs> yeah. ball sack. <laughs> I need you to walk around in this brain suit <laughs> at our events. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, that's. I think that whole thing's funny, and then it ends with him at the dinner table. Yeah, because yeah. he never changes back. Like they never change him back with the gym. And his they parents just are him, just like, meh. Yeah, they don't Whatever. even notice that he's changed. <laughs> yeah, he's like butters. And I like that the movie ends with a very Turtle Power-esque rap song. And also like Russian roulette yeah. between like some alien magistrate. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> that was, it was a wild movie. It really did take some turns. It's a, it's a very strange movie, but you can tell like it's made with love. And if you love like 90s outrageous, outrageous films... Uh, I, I think this is right up your alley. I would highly recommend everybody check it out. It may not be your cup of tea. Um, you might not like it at first. I've heard a couple of people that are like, yeah, the first 10 minutes I wasn't sure on it. 
but then it sold me. Like once Psycho Goreman essentially kind of comes into his element. Yeah, I like. Yeah, like once he character. starts having his like personality where he's like copying Mimi. Yeah, like yeah. that's like yeah. <laughs> but uh, I will say this: the one thing that kind of started to annoy me, and this is a very nitpicky thing, was the sound design of his voice. Oh, how deep it was! Yeah, it's like basically they they complemented his speech with subwoofer yeah (laughs) it's just like the sub noise to go with it that could have just been like an intro thing for him to be almighty and powerful and then it just be like oh well i'm I'm just kind of like a normal guy who's also like this alien for me it worked out my subwoofer quite a bit it was just like really overcoming then again i might need to check my levels oh really (laughs) do you what are the rules to crazy ball i don't know so Crazy Ball is this game that the the siblings came up with, and it opens with that. But we there are no rules. I, I mean, there are rules, but I, I don't know them. I don't it, know it's like a them. mixture of dodgeball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a brow. <laughs> and like, I don't know. There's a lot of spinning involved. Yeah. Lots of slow I feel like honestly what it felt like, and this is why I like identify with it, because I used to make up games for me and my sister when we were bored at home all the time. <laughs> and I would make up games that obviously benefited me. Like mm. and I would change rules constantly to benefit me. Which is what Mimi does. So this is exactly why this game makes like <laughs> Niles is Mimi. Yeah. yeah, I am Mimi. I am an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I am Mimi. Yeah. I am an asshole. He just says Honey. I love you so much. Should we call your sister and tell her that you're sorry? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Psycho Gorman, check it out. I I highly recommend it. Uh, It's available. Here's the thing. I'm pretty sure it's coming out in March. I want to say later March on Blu-ray. It comes on with a Shutter logo. So pretty positive that's going to hit probably around summertime. I assumed it was on Shutter already. It's no, not. no, 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 oh. no. So uh, it, it will be. That's what that's what the new thing is. Like films that get acquired by RLJE Films, who own, they have a stake. Like they have a stake in Shutter, I think. So they get picked up by Shutter. Like that's part of the agreement. Like we'll pick up your film and then. You know, we'll have our normal kind of home video distribution yeah. where it's on demand and then we'll put it out on Blu-ray. Yeah. I, and then I, a couple months later, it will be on show. Much like Mandy. They're gung-ho about releasing their physical media. Like, they're one of I the love few it. sites. Give it. Of like, yeah. a, like, I don't know. It's one of those things. Like, did Netflix fuck up and, like, not releasing all their... I mean, I know Stranger Things was on release, but, like, I mean, some of their I bigger think, titles... I think this is a little bit of a niche market. You know, they and know Shutter that is more of a niche. Yeah, because it's the audience. Well, they know that niche. most horror fans are buying physical, physical media, media people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Nerds. So, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I would highly recommend it. So you know, maybe this is going to be a summer watch for you if you're on the cheap, cheap. Uh, if not, I think the blue, the standard Blu-ray for US is like thirteen bucks or something. It, it when it comes out. Yeah. I don't oh. think it's I don't think it's very expensive. Fifteen and under probably. Yeah. And honestly, like if it's anything like, you know, Mandy, which is the same company and the same kind of distribution model, it, it might be available for five bucks, you know, a Soon-ish. couple more months. Yeah. So anyway, I would highly recommend everybody check it out when you can. Uh whatever's better for you financially. Um yeah. It's definitely a highlight of the year, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. So where can people find you? Not yours. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at uh, NilesMaddox22. Lean. I guess you could find me on Instagram at Rinstilgram. You guess? You I guess. fucking guess? I feel like, I feel, okay, so like, hear me out. Like, I'm thinking about changing my handle. From R-I-N-N-S-T-L-G-R-A-M? I'm thinking of changing it to Rinstamatics. It's it's clever, but Rinstel Graham sounds better on the gram. It's Rin STL Graham. There right. used to be cameras called Instamatics. Oh, were there? No, I, I You're telling Father Time. <laughs> <laughs> so just a baby shoes. Just You're telling side Father note Time. For all of you people listening, I am 10 plus years younger than everybody else in the room with me, so I like to tell them about things that I don't know about just yeah. to see them get mad. And then I like to talk about shit. And sometimes, <laughs> like, what the sometimes fuck in the middle about? of the night, she'll just like come over and like grab my shoulder and be like, Tell me about pagers again. <laughs> How does a beeper work? What's How a does, payphone? What does a beeper do? So you like call it, right? I like, okay. We're not I, going over this right I now. really, <laughs> no, no. I want to know. I want to know. What is the purpose? All right, Andy, where can people find you? I don't get it. Turn her off. How does it work? Cut her off. Text? How did they text? Did you T9 it? Like punch in all the different. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at T R I E F Y Treefy. And you can find us as a collective at Destroy the Brain on Twitter, maybe. On Instagram and Facebook at Facebook.com slash Destroy the Brain or our official group for the podcast. Facebook.com slash groups slash DTB podcast. See you next time. Bye. 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 A nameless evil once buried forever. Now he's awake and he's ready for terror. But hold up, wait, there's a catch. This kid Mimi has a plan to hatch. With the magic gem, she has the power. The monster's a friend, it's her finest hour. They'll go on adventures, cause all up the world and dance on the rubble first he needs a name something cool it can't be lame that's when it struck her so cool and so mean the monster will be named